eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and I am super stoked to be here with you today. What a time it is in the sports world right now. The baseball offseason is kind of hit or miss. It seems like some days there's some news, some days there's not a lot of news. For the most part, outside of Otani and a couple other signings, there's still a large portion of the offseason that still needs to be uh, concluded. And of course, that includes, you know, guys like Blake Snell, amongst others. It's going to be very interesting to see how that all goes down. Um, in the hockey world, you got the World Juniors going on right now. It's been absolutely incredible. If you missed yesterday's episode of Bard on Talking Hockey, you need to go listen to it. Okay, we went over everything going on in the World Juniors and the current upcoming stories in the NHL. It's really good stuff. And of course, the NFL week 18. It's Packers week if you're a Chicago Bears fan. Lots of that going on here at the Barroom Network. Very excited for all of that. There's nobody that I'd rather have come on to talk about all this with me right now than one of my very best friends and co-host of this show at this point, Joe Mandel. Joseph. What's up, Vin? Very, very good. How about yourself? Good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, according to Larry David, we can't say that anymore, though. Why not? According to Larry David, <laughs> which you're from, you're familiar with Larry David's work. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, according to him, you can't say Happy New Year after January third. <laughs> I haven't seen you since, so. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I agree with the great Larry David on this one. I think you gotta like at least let a week go by. I was gonna say after this week, I'll stop saying it. And, like, if you still haven't seen that person since before New Year and a week is gone, it's like, well, if you haven't talked to somebody within a week of January 1st, you're probably not all that close to them anyway. So, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, I knew I'd see you within a week of January 1st, right? Definitely. Like, that's how our life is. Um, exactly. But, yeah, so that's why I don't know if I'm in full agreement with Mr. Larry David on that. But it is <laughs> funny that he like he has a hard opinion on it. That's what I find funny about it. Larry David is passionate about what day you have to stop saying Happy New Year. You got to be passionate about something, I guess. Exactly. Uh, well, he's passionate about plenty of things, and it's brought many laughs to oh, those yeah. around the world, of course. Joe, I was presented with a question this morning by one of my cousins, who I love dearly. Shout out, Harry. Um, a debate 
not a debate, more like a question. He, he was looking okay. for, you know, an answer on something. If you had to pick, you know, f- let's say for gambling purposes. Sure. If you had to pick between the Oakland Raiders this weekend. Las against, Vegas Raiders. Excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> against the Denver Broncos, who aren't playing Russell Wilson this week, or Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals against a Cleveland Browns team who, by all accounts, is resting people as well, including their elite franchise quarterback, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Which of those two picks would you feel more rolling with if you had to pick between the Raiders or the Bengals? Listen, uh, this may be a hot, a hot call here, but that Raiders team is really trying to get Antonio Pierce that job as head coach. So, with that said, I'm taking the Raiders, man. I think that's a new team with with a new coach, and they've been fired up since McDaniels got let go. So, I'm taking all the shares of the Raiders there. I like that. That's a very good explanation. I keep going back and forth in my head. Now, what if I told you online on DraftKings, I'm not trying to persuade your opinion, like, you made a great explanation. And I, I think I, the Browns are going to win for the record. Oh, you think the Browns are going to? Okay, so maybe Joe needs to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app because on DraftKings, the Bengals are heavy favorites. Minus 298. What's and I haven't looked at the spread. Let me look at the I can tell you. Bread. Hang on. The, the Raiders. The the, yeah, I have the app. The Raiders are favored, but not as much as the Bengals. The Raiders are minus 155. So both teams are favored. Which makes com- a money line. Okay, let me see money the spread. Line, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling this up. Yeah, let's have a little chat here. We're helping mm. out some people along the way. But I, I I do like the Browns still, regardless. Um, I know they're resting people, so maybe not. But the the Bengals have not looked great. And But the Bengals are going to be going all out trying to make the yoffs, right? Yeah, that's true. The Bengals are seven-point favorites against the Browns. <laughs> that's pretty heavy but, uh, the, but the Bengals are at city. home the Bengals are at home so that's basically making them like a four and a half favor because you automatically get three points usually yep. unless you suck at home mm-hmm. um and then moving to the Raiders game and again these are current lines so, as of January 4th at 11 11 central make a wish. Time. that's right uh the Raiders are three point favorites against the Broncos and that's because they're at home. <laughs> so um, I know the Broncos need to win too, but I don't know, man. Those Raiders really want to make Antonio Pierce their new head coach. So I think I'd go that route. The The Vegas, Vegas thinks this person should go with the Broncos or the Bengals. Like it sounds to me like Vegas really thinks the Bengals are going to beat the Browns. They must be resting more people than – we realize if that's the case, like a lot of their, like, cause normally when I think about Jake Browning going against the best defense in the NFL, it doesn't thrill me. So like, why does Vegas miles Garrett's banged up too? I think uh, they're probably resting him. I mean, they're clinched. They're going to the offs. Um, they're not winning the division too, which Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, they're not getting a home playoff game. What's the difference between seeds um, in your opinion, I don't know if you have an opinion, but what's the difference between seeds five, six, and seven 
in the AFC. I mean, in, in most years, like if the, if the number two seed was like a world beater and just missed out on the number one seed, I would see that. But like, that's not the case this year. The two seed is like, they're going to be the winner of the bills and the dolphins, the Browns probably feel they could beat either of those two teams. Not saying they will, but they probably right. feel okay against them. And then the three seed is the Chiefs, who lead the world in dropped passes. And I don't know. I just terrible think offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in in the a- NFC, I think it's a different story. I wouldn't want to be the seventh seed in the NFC. You're getting one of the Eagles or Cowboys, right? Like, you know, there's all sorts of issues that could come along with. Or no, you're not getting either the Eagles or the Cowboys. Yeah, you're getting either the Eagles or the Cowboys, and then the number yeah. one seed is who's the number? Oh, the 49ers. They get the yeah. bye. Um, I don't know. I just think, I, okay, I'll say this. I think both teams are going to win. I think the yeah. Raiders and the Bengals are going to win. I would pick. Well, but you think the Browns though? Still, I still think the Browns are going to pull it off. Because listen, the odds have been stacked against the Browns all year. Steven, Kevin Stefanski has to be coach of the year in the NFL, four different starting quarterbacks, injuries upon injuries. You lose the best running back in football. Your defense gets banged up and you still make the playoffs and you look really good. I got a hot take here, Vin. If they can stay hot, this team's winning the Super Bowl. I love that. Joe, I'm a Browns guy. I hope. I'm I'm, I'm hoping for it. I'm a Browns guy because we went to the bar earlier. I think it was like August, and a couple of buddies were there. My one of my uncles was there. Uh, Frankie's dad, my co-host, his his dad, my uncle. I was like, "Yeah, the Browns are making playoffs this year." Uh, no, 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 no. How could you think the Browns are going to make? I'm like, Browns are making. They have the best defense in the NFL, and I love Ohio. I think you know that about yeah. me. Um, last time you saw me in person, I was wearing an Ohio themed hockey jersey, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I think, I honestly think the Browns are that good. They could win the Super Bowl. It would not shock I mean, me. Joe Flacco looks amazing. I mean, look at these passes he's throwing. I, is that a little stunning to you though? All jokes aside, I know we like to make jokes like Joe Flacco's elite. I'm not, I'm not stunned. I mean, Joe Flacco has been good and I'm just, I'm surprised he was unemployed as long as he was to be frank. Yeah. I mean, the bears could have used them when freaking um, Justin Fields was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, Any then, team could have used him. Yeah, think about the if he Jets. was on New England, the Jets. I mean, he was on the Jets last year, and I yeah, mean, it didn't go well. But then again, it, they're the Jets. They, they could have absolutely used them. I mean, I, I'm stunned with the way this NFL season has gone. The quarterback play has been so poor. And Joe Flacco was just sitting there this whole time, and the Browns got him. And you know what? I'm happy for the Browns. I hope they win the Super Bowl. I would love nothing more. You know what would be really cool? Hear me out on this. Old school NFL fans would love this. Imagine if the Cleveland Browns played against the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. That'd be old school. That would be real old school. And I've been a Cowboy hater my whole life, except this year, because I think the NFL would benefit so much from Dak Prescott and the boys being in the Super Bowl this year. Where other years, it's like, I think the NFL benefits more from them choking in like a wild card round. I think that brings in more conversation and more love. But with with the way the quarterback play has been this year, with everyone getting hurt and whatnot, I I think the NFL, they could really use a Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl run 
Um, but I don't know if I'm confident in them. They technically lost to Detroit over the last weekend. Well, I mean, they also would... lost to the Arizona Cardinals, but then all of a sudden they look good again. So I don't know. Yeah, they're they're a very uh, a very interesting team. I'm not sure they're able to make the big play in the playoffs when it matters most, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. And I will say, you know, me being the fantasy guy, which by the way, fantasy football goon every Sunday morning. And season's over now, but uh, we'll be here for you in the offseason, getting ready for your draft. Tony Pollard has to be one of the biggest busts in fantasy this yeah. year. I don't know. They The offense just didn't revolve around him the way we all thought it would. But I will say, if they want to win a Super Bowl, they're going to have to use Tony Pollard. I would agree. Do you think there's a sense of Ezekiel Elliott wasn't there pushing him anymore? No, I don't. I mean, he was great when Zeke was hurt. And maybe it's, like you said, a chemistry thing. Maybe it's play calling. I don't know what it is, but this guy should be tearing it up with the amount of touches he's getting. And, you know, I think they're going to have to work him into their game plan here if they want to move forward because they can throw it all they want, but they got to open things up with play action. They got to open things up with play action. They could, you, you're, you nailed it. They could throw it as much as they want, but C.D. Lamb, he's – I don't know if – I'm not going to call him overuse because he's amazing, but, like – a, a lot goes through C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah. The guy is a machine. And it certainly gives me vibes of, like, Stafford to Megatron, like, in terms of the amount of usage. I don't want to yep. say that C.D. Lamb is a Hall of Famer, but I will say that he is getting used <laughs> like the way the Lions used to use Megatron. Yep. Absolutely. And look uh, what I- it did to his career. Yeah, uh, exactly. He did retire early. I mean, you could make an argument that Calvin Johnson would probably just now start thinking about retirement if he were healthy and all that. Foster makes a great point. If Cleveland played Detroit in the Super Bowl, that would be awesome. The Midwest would just be, I mean, that's that's Michigan, Ohio, baby. That's, Mm -hmm. I I mean, there's no better state versus state rivalry in the land, I think. I mean, a lot of people don't know this. Michigan and Ohio State, their rivalry is actually a political one. It came from arguing over who gets Toledo. There was almost civil war too over it. Like a lot, you could Google all this stuff, and obviously Toledo ended up in Ohio, um, the better of the yeah. two states. Ohio, yeah. I like I like Michigan you, personally. I like Michigan. You too. get a you get a history lesson today too, folks. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, if Cleveland and Detroit played each other in the Super Bowl, that would be real cool. Um, Joe, would you find it a little funny though if the Los Angeles Rams snuck into the and Matthew Stafford and company go to Detroit and beat them? I mean, it would be ironic. I uh, I don't think the Rams' defense is good enough. But the offense can certainly hang with the best of them. I mean, it would be great television. It'd be great spectacle. So I'd be in for that. Me too. I'd be locked in. I'd be locked in on that game. Um, Joe, I don't know if you were anticipating talking this much football on the show today. I know you wore your Bears hat. Um, On Sunday night, the Bills, they're going to play the Dolphins in a battle for the AFC East crown. Is that not a meaty, delicious sandwich to you? It is. And the more meaty, delicious part of it all, Vin, is bizarre to me, is that if the Bills win, they're in. But if they lose, they might miss the playoffs completely. Yeah. Which is crazy because, like, the scenarios 
are are just mind boggling and what could happen. Who wins? Yeah. Who loses? But let's be honest: the, the the Dolphins are in a bit of a tailspin. The Bills are playing the best football they've played all season long, and they're in a position where they have to win to, to control their own destiny. So, give me the Bills all day. Isn't it crazy too? Like, not only if they win, they're in, right? And if they lose, they could go home. I still think if they lose, they probably end up making it. They scenarios. probably do, but it's possible that they don't. And that's that. The fact that it's possible that they don't. But if they win, it's not like win and you're the seventh seed. Win and you're the sixth seed. If you win, you are the division champions that will host a playoff game as the number two seed. It, the the disparity of what could happen to the Bills this weekend is unlike anything I ever recall seeing. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think the Bills get it done. I think you're probably on the same boat. Um, but I think yep. Miami's I think Miami's equally as dangerous in the playoffs because of all the weapons that they have on offense. They are, but they just seem so fraudulent lately. They can't beat a good team. And that's you know, I think they're another first round oust from the playoffs, unfortunately. I mean, it'd be great for football if they were able to win a playoff game. I just the defense has been awful lately. The offense can't get going. Tyreek clearly is not 100%. And and again, I think Tyreek Hill needs to get MVP votes because that team, when he got hurt, and, and he's still not there where he needs to be, is a totally different team, Ben. I completely agree. And isn't Waddle a little banged up too? Waddle's banged up as well. Yeah, he. I don't even think he got he started last week. Yeah, he didn't. They've been um, using – they've. They've been using a combo of like Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh, God, who's the other guy? Do they kind of? Yes, yes, yes. Do they kind of remind you of like AFC Cowboys? Yeah, but I don't think they're as good as the Cowboys. Oh, okay. So you got the Cowboys. The Cowboys are better. Okay. The Cowboys, I think, are like probably. hmm, I want to say they're the best team in the NFC. I would take San Francisco. Yeah, it's. I'd say they're the second best team in the NFC. Yeah, I mean. But then again, San Francisco showed that they're human lately too, so I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. No team in the NFL this season has just looked completely flawless. Only one that comes close is Baltimore. And, yeah, Baltimore's great. And like, if the Chiefs beat Baltimore, would you be stunned? I wouldn't be. I know the Chiefs. They've had their issues this year. Travis Kelsey looks a little old. Um, they have a lot of receivers that passes and whatnot. Their defense is as good as Mahomes has ever had playing with him. Sure. And it's um, a shame that the offense can't get it going. Isn't but. that great? Um, the Matt and Aggie effect. I don't know if that's actually true, but I mean, it feels it's that way. funny to say, and it definitely feels that mm-hmm. way as people who pretty, I mean, you and I have both watched every game Matt and Aggie ever coached. Um, but now that, you know, we're seeing it from the outside looking in, as Bears fans watching the Chiefs, um, it feels similar. But like if they got it done in the playoffs, I wouldn't really be too terribly surprised just because of who their quarterback is and who the head coach is. But I don't know. Very, very interesting times in the NFL, though. Is there anything else you want to touch up on in that sport? Not really, man. I I, I do want to say I'm in the camp of the Bears keeping Justin Fields. I don't think it's worth taking a drafting another quarterback. I don't think there's a generational quarterback outside of what we're seeing in Washington, and I don't think it's worth it for us to make that move when there's a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. on the board. 
So you think Penix is the best quarterback in the draft? I do. Wow. I don't think it's particularly close. Interesting. Ooh, and he's probably he's projected to be like the third quarterback taken, isn't he? Yeah, it's probably Williams and then Bo Nix, probably. What about Drake May? Yeah, Drake May too. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I love what I'm seeing out of Washington. I I don't think they're going to beat Michigan, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Another hot take. I okay. We discussed this on Bar Down. I I um doubted both teams all season long. Um, and Swift Sports Network makes a good point about the ACL tears for Penix, which is a valid point. That is a valid I will, point. I will say I still think he's the most talented quarterback in the draft class and will be end up being a generational talent. But again, that's all – I mean, it's the same thing with any kid you draft. I mean, I know he doesn't have injury history, the other guys, but Penix, you'll probably write – he'll probably fall to be fourth quarterback off the board, but could be a bargain. Yeah, I mean, so, you know – I've doubted Michigan and Washington all season long. I thought Washington was going to lose to Oregon both times they played. And then I thought they were going to lose to Texas. I really did. And mm-hmm. you just keep, and I feel the same way about Michigan. I thought Ohio State was going to pull it off. And then I I didn't think Michigan was going to lose to Iowa by any means, but I definitely thought they were going to lose to Alabama and they didn't. And so both teams have just completely shoved it up my hoop all off season or all season long and I Definitely, you know, I love what I've seen from Penix Jr. And Swift says, I told Caleb Williams fan, I'd rather get three first round picks and Penix. That's not even about Justin Fields. Penix is better than Caleb to me. I I do agree with that. It's crazy. My only issue with keeping Justin Fields instead of drafting one of these new guys is you're going to have to pay him soon. But you don't have to pay him mega bucks. He hasn't earned it. That that's the thing. People are always like he he's gonna make you know two hundred and fifty million dollars on his next. I'm no, like, why, not. why? What did he do? He's he's shown flashes. There's no doubt he's talented, athletic, tough. And but, knowing Justin Fields, you know, at least based off of what I've seen out of him, his personality in the media and everything, I don't think that I don't think this is a guy that's expecting him to get a, a mega contract. I mean, he's gonna get a great contract, you know, compared to you and me sitting here doing whatever on a daily basis. I mean, he's still probably going to get a $200 million contract, but is he going to get 250, 300? Absolutely not. Yeah. And you know what? He's looked really good in the second half of this year, both as a pocket passer and as a runner, especially as a runner. And I think we all can agree that Justin Fields is a supreme talent when it comes to being an athletic quarterback. Um, if you add a Marvin Harrison Jr. and one of these tackles from one of these other big schools, boom, all of a sudden the offense next year has this brand-new offensive lineman, Darnell Wright, who has, by all accounts, been one of the best rookies in the NFL. He won't win Rookie of the Year or anything like that because he's not a skill player. You know, those guys always get overlooked. But, like, Darnell Wright has probably been the best right tackle in the NFC North this season. You can argue he's been top five in the whole league. Um, you had a guy on the line, whatever other position you're looking at, whether it be center or if you're looking to upgrade at left tackle, whatever the case may be, maybe guard. Um, and then you add another receiver to join DJ Moore, who got absolutely snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Um, I think there's a lot of 
good that could come from the offense this upcoming season. Your mic is muted. Thank you. I just said I'm with you, Vin. Uh, but yeah, that's the last thing I wanted to call out. And all and Foster makes a great point. All those on Bears Country podcast tonight, and I Ooh. will be on next week. Ooh. Oh, so I check like that. that. Out. That'll be fun. I will be listening for sure. Can't wait for that, actually. Especially fish and spaghetti. I'm not going to say especially either because I love both of you guys, Aldo and Joe Mandel. Great guests for the Bear Country podcast. I mean, they've been getting some good names on that show. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have a great time. They they tune into all our shows. We tune into their shows. We always have a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's good stuff. Um, on the baseball side of things, Joe, since our last show, um, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Say that five times fast. Yeah, no thanks. Um, we both agreed he would be on a bigger team. He would sign with a large market team. Um, I, did you say the Dodgers, though? I feel like we both thought. I never Yankees. had the Dodgers in the mix. I I, just because they spent all that money on Otani. It's like, are they really going to. Then, know, then they s- traded Then they traded for. Um, Glasnow. Glasnow. Yeah. And like this team, man, this team next year, their rotation is going to not this upcoming year, the following year, 2025, the rotation is going to be Otani, Yamamoto, Glasnow, and they'll probably sign another guy or they probably have other prospects too that they're excited about. I mean, this Dodgers sure. team all of a sudden, they look really good. I didn't think Yamamoto, $100 I've never seen the media be more wrong about what a player's value is. Than yeah. Yamamoto, they 100 million, 150 million, unproven, hasn't played in Major League Baseball yet. 300 million dollars from the Los Angeles Dodgers. They spent over Insane. a billion on two, on two players. players, and and then I, I I tweeted this out or on whatever I don't even know what you call it anymore on X, but I, I sent out a a tweet on X and I said the Dodgers are trying to kill baseball. If there's not a salary cap implemented soon, baseball will die. And I got absolutely roasted by people on social media. I mean, sure, people spending money doesn't guarantee that you can get a super team, but it certainly does disrupt the quality of baseball on a daily basis across the league. So when I say it's going to kill baseball, I'm not saying that the Dodgers are guaranteed to win the World Series every year, although they potentially can. I'm saying that it's going to kill these other small market teams and it's going to make the little guy not very exciting. So that's all. Part of me does hope the Dodgers win the next five World Series so then Major League Baseball will wake up. Not Major yeah. League Baseball. The te- the other teams. I mean, this is collectively bargained that the Dodgers are allowed to do this. They are not breaking any rules. Nope. The Dodgers are doing nothing wrong. I do not hate the Dodgers. I do not think they're stupid. I do not have any disdain towards them. They are abiding by the rules that were collectively sure. bargained by 30 owners and the commissioner. And let There's me ask you this. nothing ben, illegal. Let me ask you this. The Dodgers said that this whole contract thing was Otani's idea. Do you believe that? Yes. I do only because there have been also reports that there was the same offer with other teams. Okay. Why you don't, you don't, you don't buy it. I, I can do, be I do, I do partially, 
but I don't partially. But I guess at the end of the day, there's no other player that would even remotely consider that because he doesn't need the money right now because he gets all his ad money. I don't know. It just seems absolutely insane to defer so much money. But, I mean, I get it. You're set for life. And if you're making at least a couple million a season, you know, I mean, if I was making – heck, if I was making a million dollars a year, I'd – I'd be perfectly happy, let alone, you know, making a bajillion dollars later on in life. Yeah. The only thing is tomorrow's never promised. So that's always scary to me. But yeah, that is scary. His family's set up forever. He's got to be making a lot of money through ad revenue. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's on everything now. He's on everything in the U.S. that we see. What is it like in Japan? Oh, I'm sure it's even more. And I don't know. I don't know what his plans are after his retirement like is he going to spend his days in the u.s or is he going to go back to japan i would assume he spends the rest of his life in japan um i don't know how our currency stacks up to theirs um but i i i would imagine I, new balance has otani they, they probably no. don't even wear new balance all that often in japan right like that's probably not even a thing i don't know for sure but, either, but. <laughs> I, I I can't imagine that he is hurting for money in any way, shape, or form, and that's why he deferred all this money, knowing he'll just be a billionaire in ten years. Because yeah. like it also, Joe, when you're playing Major League Baseball during the season, which is April to the Dodgers hope October, from April to October, what are you doing? Like, what do you need your money for in that time anyway? You're on a plane or playing baseball every single day, all day. I, I, during the off season, you have enough money to do whatever you want during the off season. So, and that's kind of how I would look at it. I don't maybe, you know, as a no, dude, yeah, we're doing a podcast from my house, like, but <laughs> but but like, I'm thinking, if I were in Major League Baseball, like you go there, you have luxurious food laid out for you that you're not, and they for. pay for the food, they pay for your housing for the yeah. season. I mean, yeah, like you're, I feel like your expenses to live are not crazy. Once you make it to the, the show, season. once you make it to the show, if you're in the minor leagues, you're in trouble. I, I, they probably pay for gas to like drive to the stadium, right? And they buy their cars, but like maybe they get like a meal voucher. And know? it wouldn't shock me if they got gas cards. It would not, uh, maybe for certain teams, because like mm-hmm. I remember watching Moneyball, and I know Moneyball isn't fully real life, but it is based on a true story. Yeah. Um, the A's had to pay a dollar for soda in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guess is that's real, or it was real. I think so. And, you know, the Dodgers definitely aren't charging their players for soda in the locker room, like, or water or whatever, energy drinks, whatever it is that they want to drink that day. Um, I I just can't imagine it being that way. I'm sure certain teams, uh, the Dodgers are going to treat Otani like gold during the right. He's not going to pay for anything. All, all your money is basically saved until you're retired is kind of, or during the offseason or until the offseason, which is kind of what I'm getting at here now. I don't know Otani's family situation or anything like that. If he puts kids to your school or, you know, whatever the case helps his parents, whatever the case is, I'm sure money is spent on those types of things, but yeah, man, doing, he's doing just fine. Yeah. He's doing great. And you know what? Uh, maybe, maybe people think baseball players are overpaid. They probably are when teachers and doctors aren't making what baseball, but like the money's True. there in that industry and they take advantage of it. Um, 
Otani's the only player to ever be elite at pitching and hitting, so he got money to do both. Right? Like Big it's facts. it's crazy. Yeah, weird weird times, but uh, it's good and bad for baseball at the same time. Yeah, I think it's mostly bad. Mostly bad, I would agree. Because again, the White Sox, the A's, the Pirates, the Royals, they have no chance. Even we're getting to a place where like the Red Sox and Yankees are struggling. What have they done this offseason? The Yankees traded for Juan Soto. Yeah. Great. What happens when his contract is up? They'll probably yeah. pay him. But and but like are once they pay him, I feel like they're not going to do enough to supplement the rest of the team like the Dodgers have. Like the the Yankees paid Judge and they went out right. and got Rodon. And they have Garrett Cole and Stanton. Like the Yankees go out and make these moves, but it never seems like they go over the top anymore. And I know if the White Sox did ever what the Yankees are doing, I'd be thrilled. Sure. But like it just seems like it seems like the Yankees are in just a little bit different of, of, of a position than the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers are what the Yankees used to be. Yeah. And then the Red Sox are just trading Chris Sale and then they sign Lucas Giolito. Isn't that insanity? For crazy money, by the way. Giolito? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the Red Sox are probably banking on two things. Two years, $38.5 million. Yeah, and there's an opt-out for uh, a player option after this upcoming year. But if he stinks, mm-hmm. he's definitely not going to use it. If he's good, that means the Red Sox got good pitching out of Giolito. So it's a win-win either way. Um Giolito, the Red Sox are probably banking on two things. The first being Giolito was good with the White Sox last year. There's no – go look at his numbers with the White Sox specifically. Don't look at his season totals. Nice numbers with the, White, with Sox. the White Sox. And then he, he didn't the start – he didn't start stinking until he was moved. Yep. When he was moved – and he was moved to a bad uh, – even not worse situation, but pretty similar situation. Yeah, arguably the same. Yeah, I would say about the same. And – then he goes to the Guardians off of waivers. Like, who expected him to pitch well there? The, and so the Red Sox are banking on he stunk because he was moved around a lot and not comfortable in either of his new homes, but he was good with the one team he was comfortable with. So they could try and make him comfortable there, and he'll probably have similar results. The Red Sox are also probably very confident in the tools and the resources that they have there with advanced analytics and everything else the case may be that may help GLE what it was that made him so good once upon a time. We've seen it in the past with other pitchers in the Red Sox. Um, I like this move for them. Although it is a lot of money. Still muted. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing I was surprised by is the amount of money, you know. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. Um, Chris Sale, two-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. I'm not sure what Chris Sale will be getting this year, but uh, you know I don't anticipate him stinking. I'm just worried about his health. But the Braves, like kind of a similar situation, they find ways to help guys get back to you know the ability that they have once shown. Yeah, and they needed a guy like him. You know, even if they get half of Chris Sale, half of what we know he could be. I mean, he's still going to win twelve games. Yeah. 15 probably, games, maybe? He's probably their number four, right? I'd say he's probably their number four, yeah. Because they have Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Max Freed. 
And who knows what yeah, other so moves he comes in at number four, and he probably wins between twelve and twelve and fourteen games, probably. Yeah, Atlanta is going to be a wagon this year. I think. It's well, a hell of a move for them. Yes, it's kind of like a not an underground move because it's Chris Sale. Like he's got an argument for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but like it, it's kind of like a sneaky good move. Like I don't know, just what like another way to think, like. If the Dodgers made that move, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. And the 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 Braves, they figured out a way to do it. Um, all credit to all these teams, though. They're all doing everything perfectly within the rules. And us little small get teams um, just have to sit there and deal with it. And the problem is the White Sox act like a small market team, but they're treated yeah. by the league – like a big market. as a big market team, they get all the punishments of a big market team. So if they are in top five draft lottery, they can't be top ten the following year. You know, those are only things that happen to big market teams. I'm like, if you're gonna punish big market teams, then just have a salary cap. That's yeah. the ultimate punishment to a big market team. Sure. Like that. That's how you really create competitive balance in a sport. Look at football. Mm-hmm. Look at football. Look at hockey. Hockey's incredible. Mm. Every year, any team could beat any any team, any given night, no matter what. It doesn't matter because every the worst team in the league is not far off the best team in the league, and that's because yeah. of the salary cap. Um, then I don't know. It sucks. And then Vin to circle back to the Red Sox for one second. I know there's rumors swirling that they're going to trade Kenley Jansen as well. Um. Curious if you think that's another Dodgers acquisition again, back to his old squad. Wouldn't that be something? They've done stuff like that. I could see that happening. I could too. They brought Joe Kelly back. They could bring Kenley Jansen back and just run it back with the old squad. Um, Jansen wasn't that good in his final years with the Dodgers, but I think he was dealing with some health issues and it just wasn't, you know, he went back to the Red Sox and kind of like had the, was afforded the opportunity to just like kind of find his game again. And he has, so I I wouldn't be shocked at all. And they probably give up something decent for him. Um, a lot of teams that could use a closer. Hundred percent. The the White Sox are one of them. They just would never and trade for Kenley Jansen. Probably not. And the, they, and the Red Sox have plenty of guys that can become the closer on their team already. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. If I'm the Red Sox, though, I'm never trading with the Dodgers ever again. Yeah, Every either. single player that was. Host. Every single player that was given to them for Mookie Betts is now off the team. The Yankees have two-thirds of the Mookie Betts trade on their team right now. Jeez. Uh, Jeter Downs and Hunter Renfro. Or no, is it Hunter Renfro or Alex Verdugo? It's one of those two. Which one came to the Red Sox from the Dodgers? Uh, Verdugo. It was Verdugo. Verdugo. Because it was Verdugo Red Sox was the thing every time he hit a home run alex verdugo red sox now it's alex verdugo yankees um and foster points out two years 38 mil with 26 option for chris sale per the athletic yeah a lot of money chris sales made a lot in his career he's been a very good pitcher i'm excited for him i'll be rooting on the braves i'll be rooting on the braves and the red sox this year those are going to be the two squads i watch the most yeah. um honestly i'm just going to call it like it is <clears throat> watching the white sox they'll be good defensively I do think they'll be better defensively. They've improved defensively. I mean, they've signed a catcher since we last spoke. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maldonado. Yeah. Which is, real, I like that signing. Real good defensive catcher. 
I mean, watching him is like watching a wizard back there. He just and his bat could hit. come back. You never know. It, it could. It could. I, I'm I just not banking on it, but I could see this White Sox team batting 197 as a whole next year. I do think they're going to win more games than last year. Yes, I do. I hope. Not a lot more. I think they, I could see him winning like between seventy and seventy-five games. That's fair. I I, I wouldn't hate that to be honest. I don't like, even know who the right fielder is going to be though. Probably Colas. Or Gavin Sheets. Yeah, it's not. You're it's not great. Whit Merrifield. I mean, that wouldn't shock me either. I, I mean, the guy they signed today is a former Royal. All these former. It's the Chicago Royals. Um, yeah. I. Uh, they'll be better defensively. It'll probably make it a little bit more bearable to watch. There'll be no Benetti, so that really sucks. It's just going to be an overall crappy season. I'm when not going to really, announce the replacement. That's what I want to know. I have no idea. It'll probably be a re- closer to spring training would be my guess. Um, it'll probably be – you know what it's going to be? It's going to be like a Friday news dump. Like if they did it – when's Good Friday this year? Is Good Friday pre-MLB season? I, it wouldn't shock me if they like – I don't think so. Really um, tried to hide – who it is but with the announcement of who it is like like if they did it the friday before the super bowl or something like that like somewhere where the news could just get buried that that's yeah, East, good friday is uh the last weekend of march uh, see now that'd be a great day for them but the problem is uh, nbc sports chicago will carry some spring they'll training be, games they'll be doing spring training well before yeah, that so yeah. they're going to i think i think they're doing a season ticket Holder get together here in the next couple yep, of weeks. I yep. think I saw that. That could be a potential place where they make an announcement, but I doubt it. What a joke. And you know what? We'll be watching every game. I'll be all in on the White Sox. It's my blood. I like the team. Um, I never will stop rooting for them. It just sucks sometimes. Watch. Like, it's like Scott Pesednik. <laughs> I, I love Scotty Potts. As a player, he was. I don't love him as an analyst. He's just kind of no, like. I, I mean, like I, I, I like his breakdowns, but I don't. I, I wouldn't like him as a as a color guy because he has so. no personality whatsoever. He does that's, give. That's good, why I made that joke. <laughs> yeah, good good baseball breakdowns. You're right. He's a smart dude. He, he played center field for a reason. You got to be a G to play center field in terms of your smarts. Um, teams will sacrifice offense for good center fielders. That's what makes a guy like Luis Robert Jr. so valuable because he's an elite hitter and he plays center field at a high level. That's going to be the main draw for the White Sox this year. Come Luis watch Robert. Luis Robert Jr. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. I know but, I know who they're going to put in the booth. I'll tell you right now who they're going to have replaced Jason Bonetti. Who's you ready? That? <laughs> gonna be gordon beckham dude oh my god gordon beckham too he he like he, former royal of, of course um and white Sox. yeah of course uh, he talks about his playing days as if he was this mega star well, and when like he came, when he came up he was the savior of the franchise yeah yeah i do remember that bacon um and listen if i made it to the show i'd brag about it too but, like, he kind of gives me Hawk Harrelson vibes. Like, you know how Hawk Harrelson would always talk about his friendship with Ted Williams? And always. he just uh, – it was just his best friend. Ted Williams probably never thinks twice or thought twice about Hawk Harrelson, but Hawk definitely thought they were, like, better friends than they were. That's Gordon Beckham with Paul Konerko. Yeah. Like, he just 
doesn't shut up about Paul Konerko. It's like, Gordon, you played with him for like a year and a half. It would be hysterical if they end up making him the replacement. But it would be no. the most on-brand move ever. It would. NBC Sports Chicago. It would. If I got to pick, I would make it Adam Amin with AJ Pierzynski as the color commentator. I like Steve cool. Stone, but if they're going to move off of him soon, like let's just do it now and make it AJ Pierzynski with Amin because they work together with Fox. Yeah, I'd so be shocked just... if they moved on from Stony, but well, no, not right away. No, of course not. But like eventually, they're gonna. Oh sure. You know, I don't know. It just seems like I, I would have said the same thing about Benetti going into last year, though. I'm kind of in the mode where, like, what can go wrong with the White Sox will go wrong, and that that breeds into the broadcast booth. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they'll try to save a few bucks. And maybe it'll just be Stony and Jerry Reinsdorf in the booth. Uh, there's a fly ball center field, and <laughs> Luis imagine? Robert Jr. is going to make the catch. Good thing we didn't overpay for some other outfielder because we got Luis Robert Jr. How you doing? That was a good call by me. Oh, and here comes Luis Robert Jr. He's going to come up to bat. Oh, and there's one to high, deep center field. Jerry Seinfeld in the booth now? <laughs> no, no, that would be more like, oh, here comes Luis Robert Jr. No, I don't know. I can't imitate. What's people. the deal with that playing peanuts? <laughs> since, when, since when did the White Sox get rid of the Oregon? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there used to be a big goose out there in right field. <laughs> oh, I missed the goose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything went to shit when they got rid of it. They are well under 500 since getting rid of the goose. Well, hey, at least we have that to look forward to, Vin, is whatever new additions they make food-wise, beverage-wise. Hell, yeah. And you know we're going to get invited to that tasting at the top of the year, so we're actually going to go this year. Okay. I'm I'm in. When I get the invite, I will tell you. Yes. Last year I was going to, I remember because I got real sick. I had like the stomach flu real bad during that time. And this year well, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to. I know it's even bad when you get sick and you fall off the grid. That's when I'm like, oh man, Finney's, Finney's feeling it. Yeah. I remember I didn't tweet for like three days. And I, when I came back, I was like the that gif of the undertaker coming back from the coffin. <laughs> Shooting out of the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Dracula was, waking up from a nap. Yeah. And, you know, I was a little sick last week or the week before, but yeah, like nothing no, nothing like last year during that early. I, I basically I, – Celeste would have killed me anyway, but I, I basically lost the 108 tournament because of that being sick too. Um, I, it was the second round. The first round I was fine. Then the second round I, like, I got destroyed because I put no effort into it. I was so sick. I really hope that doesn't happen again this year because it's not like you get the flu every year. Yeah, but who knows? Very, very fun the show with you here today, Mister Joe Mandel. Thank you very much for joining me. Is there anything you got to get off your chest before we disband for the weekend? I don't think so, man. It's been fun talking. We little football, little baseball. I'm ready for NFL playoffs next week. Let's get out of the regular season and dive into the playoffs. I'm ready. Hell yeah! And I will be watching the Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears at a bar in Wisconsin, wearing my Justin Fields jersey. So hopefully, I come oh, back dude. alive. Yeah, dude, don't get stabbed, please. I won't. I won't get stabbed. I'll be friendly with all the loser Packer fans that make me sick to my stomach every single week. You'll bond over cheese curds. Bond over cheese curds. I saw a meme. It was a picture of a hand with a Detroit Lions logo on it, passing a torch to a hand with a Chicago Bears logo on it. 
and the torch said eliminate Green Bay Packers from playoff contention. So hopefully that is something that is able to happen. It'd be really funny if the Bears knocked them out. I love that, dude. (laughs) That would be so sweet. All right. I appreciate everybody watching in the chat. Joe, thank you very much for joining. Aldo Gandia, the great barkeeper here at this network. We thank you very much. Make sure you tune into the rest of the shows on this network the rest of the week. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can find your podcast. Yesterday's episode of Bar Down should be available for everybody to listen to. Uh, The Mike North Presser was just before this show. Good stuff talking about Packers week. And then... You know, if somebody famous dies, you just know that Joe Mandel and Mike North are going to come on that's and right. talk about it within a day or two. So that's always something. On, we to... did a show on DePaul, former DePaul head coach Joey Meyer the other day. I'm sure there'll be more coming up. And of course, on Friday, you've got the Willis Twin Towers and sports betting tips with the Tooch and company. And of course, all the Bears Packers coverage you could ever ask for. Mash that subscribe button, hit that like button. It uh, goes a long way, so we would really appreciate it. Absolutely, and check out our friends at the Bears Country Podcast tonight. Yeah, Aldo will be on tonight, and I will be on next week. Absolutely, and to all the listeners listening, stay safe this weekend. If you're listening from the East Coast, avoid the storm. I think next week we got a storm coming right around Mid-week. showtime yep. next week for us, but on the East we'll Coast, we're getting hit this weekend. Yeah. Um, so be safe, love each and every one of you, and as always, thank you for listening. Another happy landing. <laughs> <laughs>